Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Red Seat Podcast. I'm one of your four hosts, Scotty, and these are my other three co-hosts, Caitlin, Aaron, and Brighton. Take it away. Hi, I'm Caitlin. Nice. Hi, I'm Aaron. Hello, Aaron. Hi. And I'm your home dog, Brighton. Uh, we, have, yeah, bro. we have seven things on our itinerary today. We'll be talking about uh, Dustin Pedroia announcing his, son, his retirement, finally. No Hall of Fame inductees. Finally. Uh, the unfortunate yes, passing away of Hank Aaron. The 154-game season. Rumors about Andrew Benintendi, Christian Vasquez. Our other signings like Kiki, Richards, and the guy we got from the As well as just the overall state of the team. So before we start, though, I just want to talk about us. Introduce, introduce yourself a little, my, my fellow co-hosts. Ladies first. Hi, uh, I'm Caitlin. Woman moment. My favorite Benny. players are Benny and JD. Fenway's my favorite place, and I'm having withdrawals, so, like, screw Corona. Anyways. Hey, guys. I'm Aaron. Okay. I'm also a very big Red Sox fan. Uh, my favorite players are probably Verdugo and Avaldi. I'm also missing Fenway a ton right now, but what I'm really upset about is how the Paw Sox didn't get to have their last year, and now we have to Amen. Amen, brother. That's not what I thought you were going to say. Oh, yeah, and Alex Cora is probably my there least favorite is. member in Red Sox history. But I'm removing you from the table. meeting. Brighton? Right. Go ahead, so, Brighton. Hello, everybody. I already went. Your boy, Brighton. Uh, Diehard Red Sox fan, you know, right here. I don't like Alex Cora that much. Go right. ahead, Scotty. So I'm Scotty. I run the technical half of the show, uh, which is oh, really the which is really yeah. the only reason I'm here. Um, yeah, my, my favorite player was Brock Holt, uh, good utility Brock player, Star. and just seems like an all around great guy. But I'm um, really sad he's no longer with us on the team. I just dropped my pan. <laughs> Your pan don't work. Aaron, you want to tell the story of how you met Brock Holt to the audience? So I was at the Post Sox with one of my friends, and um, I went over to the dugout. It was Brock Holt was on rehab from one of his injuries, and he came out of the dugout, or he's come back to the dugout actually from throwing. And I asked him for an autograph, and my pen didn't work. And in his, as my friend says, Texanian accent, uh, he's like, "Yo, pen don't work." So then one of his homies from the dugout hooked him up, and I got the autograph. Nice, nice. It's a great story. It's a great story. Oh, I know. All right, so let's get to the first thing on the agenda. Uh, the sudden announcement of Dustin Pedroia's retirement. Press conference was today. It was pretty good. Uh, share your thoughts. I am very sad that his career had to end this way. I mean, should maybe he should have call, hung it up a couple of years ago, but this man gave this team his entire body. So, like, I mean, it sucks to see his career end like this. It's too bad he couldn't have made his comeback. But, you know, in the long run, it's good for the team. Agreed. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. We got we have a nice new open spot on the 40-man. So, yeah. Just Aaron? Like, just, like, just like Caitlin said, it's sad to see it end this way. He was such a good player. And then um, Manny Machado took out his knees in Baltimore that one night. And so, it's sad to see it end that way if, that incident didn't happen. I'm sure he could have had put up Hall of Fame numbers and eventually made the Hall of Fame. 
But I think he After needs to come drink. back in sort of a coaching role instead of taking millions of dollars to sit on the bench. But he did give his whole body to the team, as Caitlin said. He says he woke up one morning and his knee was triple the size. So clearly he shouldn't have been playing anymore. Mm-hmm. Brian? So, yeah, it's sad to see him go like the rest of y'all see it. Um, he had good years with the Red Stalks. And, um, okay. All right, thanks. Thanks, Brighton. Thanks. Yeah. Pretty much summed up what we're all thinking right now in your hood-like voice you choose to speak in. Um, yeah, it's very sad to see Dustin Pedroia go, but we've all seen this coming for years. It was only a matter of time, as I think we all expected. Um, yeah, uh, I wish him a good retirement uh, and maybe a future with the team in a coaching role. We love you, PD. We do. PD. Seeing all the, uh, the posts on, seeing all the posts on Instagram today. It's really nice. Yeah, mm. you really think about it. I mean, he's only thirty-seven. Like, uh, you you it think of like him being like so much. Yeah, like he's <laughs> been around our entire childhood. Like he's been on this yeah. Yeah. forever. So it really is the end of an era, and he'll be missed in Boston. Yeah, Hopefully I feel like he'll make a return. When I think of my. Uh, the players of my childhood of the Red Sox, he's the last one that was still on the team. Yeah, you now know, the longest... Uh, they're all gone not now. Raining. The longest tenured Red Sox that's been on the team for the longest is Christian Vasquez right now. So that's yeah. going to show you something. Yeah, and I, yeah. I feel like he's only been around for a little while, but really yeah. it's been much longer. All right, let's move on to topic two. No new inductees to the Hall of Fame this year. Now, Aaron, I think I'm going to let you take it away on this one because I'm not so well-versed in the Hall of Fame. I know, you know, you've been to Cooperstown, as has Brighton. And uh, I know I feel like you're the most well-suited to talk about this. So So I completely understand why Bonds and Clemens didn't get in. They used steroids, so who knows what the numbers would have been like without them. They might not have even been able to put up Hall of Fame numbers because Clemens' fastball and Bonds' home runs is what they're known most for. But the, uh, another former Red Sox, Kurt Schilling, not getting in, I think that's completely ridiculous. He has Hall of Fame numbers. He's one of the best postseason pitchers of all time. And people wouldn't vote for him because of his political views. And I think that's just – it's the Baseball Hall of Fame, not the off-the-field Hall of Fame. So I think he should get in. He's got one more year left on the ballot. And if he doesn't get in next year, I'm sure the Veterans Committee will vote him in. Yeah, I agree. Uh, his political views definitely a little questionable, but – Yes, on the field, are. an amazing player, um, definitely deserves to get in. I mean, but after taking a quick scroll through his Twitter, I was uh, – it, it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not pretty. Not pretty at all. Well, uh, when Aaron was talking about, like, the political stuff, uh, I don't know much about that, but, like, it's sometimes off-the-field stuff that makes you not get into that stuff because, like, um, mm. if you do something, like, really bad, it could change the way, but – yeah. yeah, and we don't, you know, we don't know how he mean. talked. We don't know how he was with other players. Like, uh, I know he wasn't very good to the media. And yeah, the media is who votes on it, so that probably plays into it. Mm-hmm. Going, going, going back to the Bonds and um, Clemens thing. I mean, like, yeah, they use steroids. Like, we everyone knows that, but like, there are plenty of guys in the Hall of Fame that also use steroids. Um, right. So, yeah. I mean, I do think that like obviously they shouldn't have used the steroids and like yeah but Barry Bonds has the highest home run total 
out of anyone that should go for something. He still had to be able to make contact with the ball. Maybe it wouldn't have gone as far, but, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Very good point. And I think next year's election should definitely be an interesting one because it's Bonds, Clemens, and Schillings all last year on the ballot. So the writers definitely have um, like big decisions to make. And then out of the two newcomers to the ballot next year is David Ortiz. And obviously he has Hall of Fame numbers. And, I mean, everybody, unless you're a Yankees fan, loves him. So I'm sure he'll get in next year. But also A-Rod's on the ballot starting next year. So they'll also have to make a decision about that starting user too. So, yeah, back to what we were talking about. Next year, Hall of Fame is going to be very interesting. I really hope David Ortiz makes it in his first year. Um uh, you know, again, I'm not so well versed in how the Hall of Fame works, so I feel like he should make it in in his first year, but I'm not sure. Depending on who votes and stuff, like what's going to happen on that. Anyone else? Final thoughts? Nope. No. One? All right now, uh, Hank Aaron has unfortunately passed away at the age of 86. Led an excellent oh, life, a phenomenal career. Uh, very sad to hear that he passed away. It's very Rest sad. In peace. Hammer and Hank. Yeah. He will be missed. He will. I personally think he's the home the real home run king because all of his home runs came without steroids. That yeah, and true. he's officially got all the ones that he had in the Negro League literally right before yeah. he passed. So yeah. it's good that those count now. I mean I feel like there's not really not a lot to cover on here other than the fact that he led a phenomenal career. And it's very sad that he has unfortunately passed away. Yeah. Uh, next, the MLB has supposedly proposed a 154-game season. I hadn't heard about this. this. I hadn't heard about this until Aaron uh, put it on the itinerary. So, I have yeah, Caitlin, Aaron, whoever, take it away. Like, please enlighten me. Okay. I am quite perplexed by this move by the MLB. I knew that they had proposed a shorter season, but I did not know until today that it was 154 games. I really don't know what the point of that is. They play 162. Like, just play the 162. I know the players' unions expected to reject it, which I think they should. Like, let's just play baseball. Like, let the – they can do what the NFL did with, like, regulating fans. They did a fairly good job of controlling COVID during last season. I mean – Mm. All the teams know what to expect now. Like, they just got to huh. do it. And especially if they can get a lot of the players vaccinated. Uh, I'm yeah. tr- didn't I hear, like, a month ago now that they want to put the start of the season, like, um, push it out a month uh, so they could get the players and the management vaccinated? I think that was an idea, but I'm not sure if it ever went through. Yeah, because I, I think... know the vaccination process mm-hmm. right now, it's not going phenomenal. There's so no know, need to give it to MLB yeah, players. That and I don't know it. if the government would be willing to take – you know, away from the public to give it to these people so they can play sports. Right. And the state-to-state rollout is very different. Yeah. yeah. So. I think 154 games is just – I mean, it's only eight extra games. But so I think stupid. the reason I think the reason that they're doing it is obviously there's going to be games canceled due to players and coaches having COVID. Of course. So I think they're giving an extra eight game days, which probably translates to about anywhere in between 10 to 20 days make-up COVID games and I'm worried that if the players don't accept this they're not going to come to a deal this season or I'm sure they'll eventually play this season but it might be kind of like last year and I'm worried that it's going to lead to a lockout when the uh, 
players union deal ends after 2022. God, I hope it's not like last year. Yeah, we don't and, need that. No. It's insane that baseball can't get this together. And I'm pretty sure that stems right from the top with Rob Manfred. It also, I think, stems from the fact how much baseball players get paid compared to yeah. every other major league player. Because they play, a, you know, they play a much longer season, so that means they're raking in a lot more cash. Yeah, there's no. so much money in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, final thoughts? I feel like I've said that a lot already, but I'm Only sorry. Twice. We'll see. Hopefully uh, baseball one way or another. Lots of trade rumors lately, especially with a certain outfielder named Andrew Benintendi. <laughs> uh, and as well as Christian May Vasquez. Um, Andrew Benintendi was predicted to get traded like two weekends ago by all, all the top sources. Nothing's happened. I know Caitlin has very strong thoughts on that, so I'm going to pass the ball to you. <laughs> okay, so Andrew Benintendi is my favorite player, yes, because he's quite a good-looking um, man, but, you know, that, that's not the only reason. Um, anyways, I do not think we should be trading him this season. One, he had a horrible 2020, so his value is at an all-time low. Um, uh he, <clears throat> excuse me, we're throwing out 2020 for all of these great players like um, J.D. Martinez, Christian Yelich, all these guys who underperformed in 2020. Why can't we do it for him? We all saw how good he was in 2018. Um, there have been a plethora of reports saying that he has slimmed down, not focused as much on hitting home runs. It's getting on base. It's getting uh, – you know, using his speed and to get, like, doubles off the wall, you know, play to his strengths. Um, I think we give him – I think we should give him one more year, and if he can't turn it around, then okay. But right now, I'm not 100% sold on our outfield depth. I mean, we signed Hunter Renfro as a fourth-string outfielder, I thought. So um, – and, like, you know, there's always the possibility of JBJ coming back, but, like, I don't know really no. how hard they're trying in that department, mm-hmm. which would be so sad. Anyways, yeah. if anyone else would like to jump in. Well, I know Caitlin's hard feelings, you know, Benny, but um, I think that last year he didn't produce as much as he could have, and I think that it's kind of time they threw him away. Um, but how Caitlin likes him so much, I understand if you like a player that much, it's hard to let them go. So. Yeah, uh, I'm with Caitlin on this. Uh, last year, I think, should just be thrown out as a whole. Uh, so many people underperforming, uh, so many new different circumstances, just so weird and crazy that I think lots of players were taken aback by it because they hadn't played in however long. Uh, so I think Benny, JD, all of them who didn't do so well last year should get another shot this year. Uh, and after that, depending on how it goes this year, then I'm, I'll be fine with how – if he does good, keep him. Not so good, then I think it's time to let go. I completely get what you're saying by throwing 2020 completely out the window because of guys, Yelich and JD, along those lines, not performing as they would this season with all these circumstances. But if you look at 2019, Yelich and JD also had outstanding years and Ben Attendee still had a down year. And I feel like if we let him at least go even to the trade deadline this July, if we play a normal season, and he does underperform again, we're not going to be able to get anything for him, anything of significance for him. So I feel like if we 
if we get the right deal now, I think we can trade on like a pitching prospect or Which someone who's mean? younger and can pitch. But if we're not going to get the right deal back, I'm just as Caitlin's point said, we don't have a ton of outfield depth that has good defense in the outfield. And Fenway is one of the hardest outfields to deal with defensively. Yeah, cause we all know how amazing he's done in the oh. outfield in previous years, even when his hitting's not so good. So going off of that, his 2019, yes, he did not have a great 2019. But if you look at, like, his, like, I guess development, he was told to bulk up so he could hit more home runs, which really wasn't what he was doing in college. It wasn't what he was doing when he first got to the majors. Yeah, he's not a home run hitter. So now he seems to have lost a good amount of that bulk from what I've seen on Twitter and everything. So, I mean, I think that we should be getting – seeing him back return more to his 2018 form. And, you know, he – obviously, when you think of the 2018 team, you think of Mookie and JD, of course. But, like, he he was wonderful, too. I mean, you think of his two catches, well, the one at Fenway and the one in Houston. Like, if he doesn't um, make those, we don't make the World Series. Mm-mm. Exactly. So, like, uh, I think it's worth it to give him one more chance. And I'm not just saying that because I, he's my favorite player. Uh, but, yeah, you know, we'll see how agree. he looks at the trade deadline. We'll see. Mm-hmm. A lot of him, speculation right now. Give him the first few months of the season, see how he's doing. And after that trade let, deadline comes around, then it is what it is, I guess. Because, I, I mean, like, he's only 26. Like, he's, like, That's he true. could – um like, I've seen this a lot, like, all over different parts of social media and everything – if you're trading him for a good return, you're trading him on his potential. So, I mean, I don't really – if teams were interested in him now, I don't really see them losing that much interest if he performed – I mean, his the bar is on the ground after 2020. So, I mean, um, I don't really see that, like, diminishing by a whole lot in half the season unless he somehow does worse. Yeah. Very good points there. Hmm. And on top of Benny, Christian Vasquez rumors are floating around as well. I actually haven't heard a lot about these. So, Caitlin and Aaron, I'm sure you're the ones who've heard the most about it. So, talk away. Go ahead, Aaron. I've only seen a couple of reports that the Angels are interested. And I'm not sure if we want to do that at all. He's Mm -hmm. a good catcher on both sides defensively, and he can hit very well. And if we trade him, I mean, our catchers, we don't even have – we have – We have Plowacki. I mean, we have Plowacki. But um, other than Evan. that, we still need someone else to catch. And I don't think Plowacki could be the everyday guy just yet. Yeah. Do they still have Jonathan Lucroy? Did he even make the 40-man last year? I think I, – I was looking at the 40-man today, and I think he was on it. Let me – I'll double-check that again. Um, what I was – my thoughts on this were when the big uh, Ben and Tendi rumors were flying around, I saw like that, like, I guess weekend. Um, oh, maybe I'm making that up. Uh, our catchers are Christian Vasquez, Kevin Pulowiecki, and Connor Wong. Oh, Connor Wong. He, we got him for Mookie. That's anyways, that's right. a different point. Um, Aaron, I saw you good over there? Yeah, I'm the good. Of uh, I saw that the Astros were interested in like a package deal between the two of them, which again, do not think is a very good idea. We all know my thoughts about Ben and Tendi, and I totally agree with Aaron. We don't have the catching depth 
Um, Vasquez, you know, he's shown that he can hit. Um, he's really made an offensive turnaround the past couple of years, which is wonderful. Um, I think he's a very valuable, underrated catcher, honestly. Um, he uh, He's shown that he wants to stay in Boston, make like a like name for himself here. And I think it would be I – don't, I don't think it would be the best in our best interest to let him go unless the deal is very good. But I don't okay. really see that happening. Yeah, I don't see no, us getting a good, such a good deal for him. Aaron? Hi. Brighton? Brighton's got nothing. All right. Aaron, do you have any – Caitlin, any closing thoughts? Nope. Nope. Yeah. All I got to say – and then signings. Sox are finally making some moves. The past few weeks. We were the kings of interest for a long time. We were interested in everyone, it seemed. But now we're finally starting to make moves. Uh, Kiki Hernandez, uh, Richards. Adam Adovino. Adam Adovino. All them. Uh, Garrett Richards, Kiki Hernandez, Adam Adovino. We've signed them recently. Um any thoughts at all? I am very excited about the Kike Hernandez signing. Yes. Um, he brings a lot of energy. I'm sure we've all seen the video of him in the banana suit on social oh, yeah. media. Um, you know, this team doesn't have a ton of personality. Like, they're a lot, they're very business. Like, let's get the job done. Not like the, I guess, glamorous lifestyle you could live as yeah, a like- professional athlete. But um, missed that. Uh, Doogie really brought a lot of energy last year. You know, he was kind of like a breath of fresh air. I mean, like when I think of the 2020 season, I think of him robbing Travis Shaw of that home run. Yeah, yeah. That's literally my only image. (laughs) Him like running and pumping his fist in the air. You know, for a sucky team, he was like very excited. Screaming on that Mm. thing. Screaming. Yeah, you could really (laughs) tell how excited he was to be on that team. So, um, you know, I think – and they played in Los Angeles together. They know each other. Doogie has seemed very excited to be back with him. So, I think he'll he be does. good for the team, the clubhouse culture. Mm. I mean, I know that Aaron and Brighton don't love Alex Cora, but he is no, I mean, a manager. don't love is definitely le- an understatement. He's but got that connection to the players. I, he, so you can't deny that. He is a manager that will allow them to have that, like, energy and not – like, I mean, I mm. feel like we've – John Farrell probably would not have loved this. Like, oh, God. oh no! He'll let them <laughs> obvious. Like, he won't let them go. Like, he, obviously, he's not going to let them go crazy. But you know, he'll yeah. allow them to like be like, you know, give energy. And I think it'll be a good thing for the team. Even I think he'll be a good presence for the team, even if he's not an everyday player. Mm. Yeah, and like, we need second baseman, so I'm hoping he can play at second. The energy hit an all-time low last year with Alex Cora being gone, Mookie's gone. It just seemed like everything was going terrible for them. The for, the, for the guys, yeah, the record. yeah, everything for the guys <laughs> on the team was not going well. But this year, the manager that they won a World Series with is coming back. Uh, we've got Alex Verdugo and Kike Hernandez. Uh, the dynamic between them, I feel, is going to be great, and they're going to be like good hype men. Uh, I think everything this year, it's shaping up to make us look like a better team from last year. Probably like around 20 – I'm going to say we're going to be around 2019's level. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably around there. a little worse. Yeah, not as I not think they as have as a good, chance but... to compete for a wild card, but I, I'm a 
a, ch- a chance. For, I'm an a optimist. Mm-hmm. It depends on how everything works out. If Bogart's endeavors put in Verdugo plays up to their potential, mm-hmm. Martinez hits 40 home runs again. The offense, I don't think we're going to have a problem with this no. year. It's Mm-mm. really going to be the pitching. I mean, if you look yeah. at the staff right now, it looks like we're shaping injury. up to be better. It's Rodriguez, Avoldi, Perez, Hauk, and Garrett Richards, and that is – it's not a pitching staff that can get you a playoff spot. Yeah. I mean, and I don't you, think Hauk is a guarantee right now. He literally needs yeah. three starts. He's I mean, we have Pavetta too. Yeah, Nick Pavetta. I'm um, forgetting someone. But I mean – I mean, Go ahead. As you as you mentioned with the clubhouse situations, Kiki and Verdugo are definitely going to be a very good duo, and it's not going to turn into a – I think it was 20 – 12 with Bobby Valentine. It's mm-hmm. not going to turn into a mm-hmm. beer and chicken wing in the clubhouse situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I just also agree that pitching is our biggest um, spot right now where we need some help. I would love to see the Sox. I would love to see the Sox sign Oda Rizzi. I think that would be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know if it'll happen, right? I don't really know what's going on yeah. there. Uh, but the pit- um, I. I think, I mean, like, you know, we talked about the rotation. Hopefully Sale can come back. I mean, I've seen this take online, too. If we're not competing when he's supposed to come back, save him for next year. Mm-hmm. Like, no if we're going to be more competitive in 2022. We don't need – I mean, you got to put bubble wrap around this guy. He seems <laughs> to have – I mean, he's an elite pitcher, but he seems to have an injury, like, constantly. Yeah. So, um. If, like don't don't get him on like don't rush him back for a sinking ship like mm-hmm. um no yeah that's... but you know if they are competitive you know right out of sec like if they're in like second right out of second yep. i don't see yeah like you know i think it'll be yeah, good to have obviously it'll be great now. to have him back um i i hope perez can do better Perez, than like not better than Perez Day season, will always like, be elite. We love Perez we get worse Day. Than um, over, it's hard to get worse than over a six ERA, so I hope it gets better. I would like to see. I hope. Bring back fingers Hawks. crossed that Erod is better. Um, Hopefully, his heart I mean, is if he okay. Pitched, if he pitches, if he like, pitches he like he did, we're good. Who do you guys see our games. opening day starter? Is it Eddie. Erod? Erod, yeah. 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 I mean, there's no I other mean, starter on this team that has a chance of being Yeah, especially anymore. coming straight out of the gate on opening day. It would be Evaldi would be the only other one, but yeah. I mean. Mm-hmm. God, the, the pitching I mean, issue oh. on this team is so weird. This is the third season in a row now where we're talking about how the pitching is the biggest issue for this team. And it's like yeah. next, well, to, next to nothing's been done about it. Like, I mean, I mean why? But everything fails. Yeah, it's done to make the pitching on this team significantly better than it is, which it needs to be. Well, if you look at well, the okay. pitching staff in 2019, you get Sale and you got Price and you got mm-hmm. Avoldi coming off of that playoff run. So it didn't look too bad going into the season. So I completely get why they didn't make any moves there. But yeah. after that 2019 season and after last season's horrendous performance, mm-hmm. they should have already made a pitching move other than – I mean, we need relief pitchers too. And we I do. think Adam Adovino is an elite bullpen arm. We didn't have to give up really anything. So I think that's a good yeah. move. But we also need yeah. starters, so the bullpen's not going to matter. I if we think, can't get out of the gate, then there's not even a point. 
I'm hoping we can see uh, Darwinson Hernandez in a bigger role this mm-hmm. year. Maybe like a My middle boy. inning guy. He is on yeah. the 40, man, so anything's possible this um, year. I'm hoping he's more of like a middle innings guy. I mean, I think eventually yeah. he could become a starter, but like, I don't know, maybe not. I mean, um, he throws over 100, so. I yes, know, he knows yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing out there. I mean, Phillips Valdez didn't suck last year. No, no he didn't. Not exceptional, but he did the job. threw everybody in the organization out there last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Had a new new opening pitcher every day. (laughs) Paul Pass. uh, Who's the The other? The Ostrich. The Ostrich. Yeah, (laughs) I mean. Um, um, I don't even know that guy's real name. Josh. Josh Osich. He's he's not on the team anymore. No, they're both gone. Yeah, they're both gone. It's a tra- it's tra- tra- Paul, I I No, actually, never mind. It's Minecraft. Um, I think we did Matt Hall. We did. Yeah, we did. Um, let me think. What other some... bullpen? I mean, we've got Matt Barnes. Maybe eighth inning. He's a hitter. He, he should sometimes. not be the closer. Oh no! I think it's going to be Ottavino. I think I the only guy Ottavino. other than Barnes that has a shot. It is quite interesting that the Yankees kind of just handed us a closer. Yeah, but, it's some form of a curse. It's got to be like. We'll see. I mean, they have how that Chapman. It's, a, it's mm-hmm. more of a salary dump for them than anything. I yeah. know the disrespect. It's weird. Um, <laughs> I mean, but if the Yankees are seeing us as that low, and they're willing to give us something like that, what does that say about the team? But at the same time, what does that say about the Yankees? I think it means they're going into the season overconfident. I think it's going to mean that they're going to choke in the playoffs like yep. they do every year. Fingers I think they're crossed. going to be super confident if they're willing to give us someone like this good. Yep. Um, and I think it means that that's going to bite them. Uh, they're not going to do as great as they're expecting. That's let's hope how, so. Yeah, let's hope so. But, <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, the Yankees are the Yankees. We don't like them. Never will. But they are a formidable foe. Who yep. was that? Was there another pitcher who made his debut – not Hauk. I'm uh, trying to think. I'm looking at the 40 I man right don't now. Care. If there no, was, like he probably he... pitched. Oh, yeah, the dude that I played cornhole with at the Pawsock, Kyle Hart. Yes, that yeah. guy. Yeah. Is he even on the 40 man? Nope. I, already, I checked the oh, 40 man. He's not. Okay. Um, uh, we were supposed to be talking about the state of the team, but we kind of just did that. This is kind of what we're doing. Yeah. So. I think we're I'm, nearing closing. We're nearing wrap. I'm looking forward to seeing the offense back at it. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Um, In a full season I, without Mookie. I think, again, the Cora thing. I think <laughs> having Cora back is great for Rafael Devers. Mm. Um, they had a great relationship in 28 and 19, and that was like Devers' breakout season. I think um, – you know he struggled a little bit last year, so I think having Cora back might be might do good for his mm. confidence and all of that. Um, I'll agree with you on that. Yeah, like whatever you think of Cora, you can't deny the chemistry he had with the play- He can't deny no. what he had with the players. Like they all formed good relationships. So become getting to see that back after such a low point last year, I think it's going to benefit the team as a whole. It, it really I, I know when they. I was going to say, I think it's similar with Bogarts. I mean, Bogarts mm-hmm. did a little bit better last year, or he did a lot better. But um, I think Cora back is good for him, too. Yeah. Um, I know when they rehired Cora, I texted you guys this, but 
I feel like in 2018, he had the – he definitely had more than enough guys to work with out of the bullpen in the playoffs. Mm. And he did make some moves that were definitely questionable, but they worked out for him that year. Yeah. And he went with his 2019, and off. 2019, he made the same moves, and it made him look ridiculous. So, if he uses the right guys in the right situations, it shouldn't be that bad. But he's also going to bring down the out-of-the-ballpark moves. Yeah. especially if we're in a run deep in the season. I think he'll prove his worth again. I think as a long – in the long haul, it was a good idea to bring back Alex Cora. It, it we'll be saying that soon, I, I believe. I mean, I hope it's good for the team, but I'll still never respect them in the game of baseball. Clearly. Just like anyone on that Astros team. It's nothing against him as a singular guy. It's against that whole 25 guys and then the coaching and ownership. Yeah, um – Final thoughts. That that's it. I think had a good first episode. We had a lot of news to talk about, which I don't. I feel like we might not have in the coming weeks. Um, <laughs> the way this team has been going, probably not. Yeah. I mean, that's it, right? Please give your I final thoughts. So. I'm advising you to give your uh, um, go on, whatever's going through your mind right now, so then we can wrap it up. Else I wanted to say. Uh, you said a lot, so I don't know. No. Wow. Okay. Shade. Oh, I'll plug our Instagram and Twitter. Both are at Red Seat Pod on Instagram yes, and Twitter. On Instagram and Twitter, follow please. Us. We're lacking support over there. Uh, uh, anyone else got anything to say before I wrap? Uh, I, I think it was a good first episode, and I can't mm-hmm. wait for episode number two next week. And yeah. um, go Sox. Go Sox. Go Sox. Thank you very much for listening if you made it this far. I've been Scotty along with Caitlin, Aaron, and Brighton. Uh, Hope you have a phenomenal rest of your night and week, and we will see you in the next one. See you later, guys. See ya. Bye. Bye.